Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. And I am beside myself with excitement over this episode. This is a very (laughs) special episode, Marjorie Punnett. I know. I keep thinking. Remember that little girl on Instagram that I'm following, Jade? She always says when she's really excited, I can't cope. I can't cope. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel this morning. I can't cope. This is so fun. Uh, That's how I feel. I know. It is really, really fun. So the theme today is art that speaks. So we're going to talk about art and how what the art that you bring into your home can speak to you, can speak about you, and can really, I think, bring in an energy to your house. And so we're going to talk about art with an artist, which I'm really excited about. And that's always we good, have a Elizabeth. very special announcement. Yeah. Elizabeth, that's always good to talk about art with an artist. That's great. <laughs> it's better than just us talking about yes, art. Absolutely. Um, and we have a big announcement today, a very big announcement, something that we're really excited to share with you. And we're not going to share it until we get to our guest. Okay. Should I give a hint? <laughs> it's something you're going to want to want. I mean, you're going to want to have. Oh, Get out your wallet. And it's something it's you may ready. want to buy. You're going to want to buy it. Okay. We're going to tell you about it in a minute. Um, but let's talk about art really quickly before we introduce our guest, Gina. My mom always says, she's an interior designer. She always says that if you find a piece of art that you love, you will find a place for it. That that's a better way to buy art than looking in your home and going, okay, I've got to find something for here. Sometimes you have to do that. But a, a more organic way is to see what you um what you love see what speaks to you and then try to bring that into your house how do you think about art marjorie well i'm going to say something kind of judgy and Mm. but i do that sometimes i'm always suspect of somebody's house whose art coordinates with their overall color palette oh unless you do it the unless you're buying the art first and then matching it around that i yeah i think that that and and Believe me, if that's what you do and that pleases you in your home, it makes for a beautiful home. I totally get that. I really do. For me, and this is just for me, I much prefer to only hang things on my wall that, as you said, speak to me. So in our Mm -hmm. house, there are lots of pictures of my family sort of done, but I only – I'm very particular about the pictures that I hang of my family Weird. I find that so strange. I can't believe that. And that's, that's just that's me. So I mean, strange. I won't go to like a photo studio and have a family for, for a formal family picture taken and then hang that. I won't because okay. that, those don't speak to me. And if they speak yeah. to you, that's great. And then other artwork that I have is very like in our living room. And this, a lot of people wouldn't like this, but what we have primarily in our living room are animation cells. They're the mm. original production cells from cartoons from the 30s, 40s. And they're the actual cell that they use to make the cartoon. 
That's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, but those are the kind of things. Those speak to my husband. I actually love them as well. They're all Warner Brothers, so they're all Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. Those things speak to me because I love the idea that somebody in the 40s was sitting at a table hand-inking those. That speaks to me. And so I'm really particular about that. I would rather not have anything on my walls than things that don't speak to me. And that's just the way I am. I don't care. I mean, people walked into my townhouse in Tempe, and it's like, there's nothing on your walls. Yep. There's nothing on my walls because there's (laughs) nothing that's speaking to me right now. And I wasn't, it wasn't permanent. So it was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to nest this up in a way. I'm just going to leave it. And then the other artwork actually that I have is my children's artwork that I, I frame nicely and that's hanging. So that's how I, that's how I do it. I love when you can have a connection to the artist. I think that is so important. My aunt is an artist, so we have a few pieces of hers in my home. And I also love to buy art when I'm on vacation, like if I'm at a farmer's market or if I'm at um, like an art fair and you can meet the artist. I think that there's something really special about that. And a great way to find some of your favorite artists is to scroll on Instagram because Instagram is putting out, you can see the work of incredible people. And this is how I connected with our guest today. So Gina Holiday is our guest on the podcast today, and she is the woman behind Spoonful of Faith. Her website is spoonfulofaith.com. And I don't even remember how I came across her Instagram profile. Someone probably posted something and tagged it, and I followed it. And then I just found that every time I saw something that she created, it brought me a lot of joy. And I just loved the aesthetic. And so I reached out to her. And met her via Instagram, and then we featured her on Twin Cities Live, and then I had this amazing light bulb idea about a collaboration for Best to the Nest. And before we tell you about that, we're going to welcome Gina, who is an illustrator, an author, and a mama. Uh, she is an unbelievable talent. She has her work uh, on products in Target, and she is just bringing so much joy to people through her artwork after taking a really big risk, leaving her corporate job to take on art full-time. So Gina, welcome to Best to the Nest. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Gina, (laughs) I just love the idea that you took a chance on yourself and your skills and your love of what is in your own head and what you can put out into the world to leave a nine-to-five job. I mean, that takes an enormous amount of courage. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I mean, looking back, it's like, that was really crazy. Um, <laughs> but I'm very glad that it worked out for me. Um, and I, I mean, I had, the, the good thing is I had a lot of support um, yeah. in my family and friends that were very supportive of, of me, which helped me to take that leap. Well, you do have such a specific aesthetic too. And I think that's really helpful. Like when I see something now, especially that I've gotten to know you and your work, I know it's you. I know it's Gina's. And I think that's something really, um, that's powerful. So let's talk about what you're creating and what you hope people get out of it. Because if you've never seen Gina's work, she does a lot of, um, I, I would say kind of like whimsical, but it's like whimsical with depth. Is that an okay description, Gina? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, a lot of my work, like when I first started actually creating, I drew a lot of things that related to children and kids. And mm-hmm. so, um, initially it was very whimsical because it was just like this, like 
world in my mind that I got to create mm. and bring to life. Um, and as I continued to create more work, I started to see that there were words that I needed to have for myself to keep following and going forward in that journey. Um, and I started to kind of implement those words and those um, mantras or sayings and affirmations into what I created. Um, and as I created, I just have always loved to encourage my own heart as well as like women around me, other women's hearts. And so I started to create pieces that were more specifically geared towards women and encouraging women and empowering women. Um, and so a lot of the work that I create um, uses a very like diverse group of women. So I like to see and show and share different perspectives of um, being a woman or a mother. Um, and then I also love to draw like florals and just like the, I mean, these are, these are florals that are made up in my head. Some people are always asking me like, what kind of flower is that? I'm like, uh, <laughs> not real. <laughs> just what I like. She's like, make. what are you, I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm not a botanist for right. the love. <laughs> and I think that's like, what's cool is like the mix of this like whimsical world in my head along with some of these real life stories um, or connections to women and, you know, how we show up in the world and how we encourage and inspire each other is like this mashup of like the work that I create. So, um, you have have a very feminine, (laughs) a very feminine sensibility. Um, where does, where do you think your talent comes from? What influences, what influenced you to become who you are as an artist? Was your, was it, do you have that sort of in your family or where does it come from? Yeah. So, I mean, for sure, um, I, I'm a middle child of seven and I grew up with four sisters, oh, two brothers. Great. So I had grew up with a lot of feminine energy, um, my whole life. But on top of that, um, my parents actually were always really supportive of me and my siblings using our creativity um, mm-hmm. and just growing up in a large household, not always having access to everything all the time. We were always encouraged to just like try and make things happen for ourselves. So I think my creativity comes from that for sure. Um, the resourcefulness, but right. then I also think um, just because I was never really um, shot down or told that I had to go in any specific direction that allowed my mind to just kind of run, um, and go where, where it wanted to go. And I actually like my, um, my family's full of like creatives. My brother is a music producer. Um, my sister, I have two sisters who like cook and like, and like bake and they're just amazing at it. And I have a sister who, does jewelry, um, sister who sews, like we've all kind of always worked with our hands and made things. And so, um, it's definitely in my blood, I would say. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love love hearing that too, that that idea of creativity coming out of necessity is such a beautiful thing and something that just ends up being such a gift to you long term. It that it comes out of you talk about those kind of humble beginnings and there's ways to think about, oh, we didn't have a lot or it was tough and you know, there was like stress about this or that. And then there are the really beautiful things, which is that 
you get creative. You get more creative when you don't have everything. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I always say that, that is- like, if me and my sisters would have started like a DIY blog back in the day, it would have blown, it would have been so great. I'm so, <laughs> I'm just so mad that we like missed that because we were the DIY girls. Okay. We did everything <laughs> ourselves. And I'm always well, mad that we missed that opportunity. <laughs> Dina, I would say to you, I don't know that that's a missed opportunity. I don't. I don't. I mean, I know the field's a lot more cluttered now. But, it's, right. you know, I, I look at so many brands and it's kind of amazing to me how good quality content rises. And so that's, I'm just yeah, here to give you a little bit of encouragement that don't think it's too late. If it's something you wanted to do, you never know. You never That's know. so true. I have thought of I have thought of it, and I am still thinking of it. But yep. Well, I'm here to say, it. go for it. Go yeah. for it. That's good. And share the workload with your sisters. That's yeah. the main thing, man. The, <laughs> exactly. the hardest thing about being a blogger is actually having to put out a blog. Man, is it? It's so much work. Oh gosh. Right. Um. So. So Gina, then you're creating such wonderful art that I love and that I just, it just brings me such joy. Let's talk though about your advice for people when they are choosing what goes on their walls or choosing what they surround themselves with when it comes to art. What do you want people to think about and what do you think the difference that it can make to have art that speaks to you around you? Yeah, I I think the important thing to think about is how do you connect with the piece or like what um, does it like do for you? Does it inspire you? Does it encourage you? Is it something that you need to remember or um, see all the time? Because I think like artwork that's in your home should be um, a couple of different things. Like I think it should either like encourage or inspire your heart when you see it. Or I think it should be like, even like an abstract piece. It should be like something that is a safe space for you and whoever's in your home to land. Like maybe hmm. it's something that you can look at and that's and you and you think, or you're, you're going through different things in your life and it's something that you look at and can just find peace in it. Um, maybe it's something that you look at it and reminds your heart to keep going. Um, so I'm, and I think that for me, that just comes because I always create work that's just really inspirational. But I think that's what I think about when I, when I put artwork in my home. Um, the artists that I purchase from or support, um, the images that I want to see are ones that, um, just I think are like really cool. Like usually I like to connect to the artist. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I just love them, you know? So I want to, I want a piece of them in my home, um, because maybe I connect with their story or something that they've gone through. I think that that's, uh, another, um, reason to bring artwork in. Um, and then I think also like if there is a personal connection to something, maybe it's something you created yourself. Maybe it's, um, like I think even photos can, you know, be used as a source of inspiration and art. Um, maybe it's something your children drew or did. Um, I think all of those things kind of play into what we put into our home, but I would for sure say that it needs to like really speak to your heart. <laughs> like if yeah, someone asks yeah. you why you purchased that, 
um, I would hope that you would say more than it was pretty, you know, like what is it saying? Maybe, maybe the title of it, um, you know, maybe the story behind it, um, maybe because it just is something that you look at and you get clarity or you get peace. Um, so those are the things. I, I love all of those things. And I think sometimes people, I think are afraid to express themselves on their own walls. So they might choose yeah. something that seems yeah. safe. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. It's like, don't always look at like the artwork has to match what's going on in yes. your house. I mean, you can mm-hmm. still get a cohesive look by grouping things together in a way. Like Elizabeth was saying, she buys art when she travels. Well, that's going to probably be all different styles and all different color schemes. But you can group that in a way that that becomes, you know, that becomes something that brings you great happiness. When my mom moved here, my mom lives next door to me. She has a bunch of artwork and she's got um, a robe and all these things. She's spent a lot of time in Africa and she loved it there. And so one corner are all of the things from that time when she was traveling because she lands there and it immediately brings her really, really happy memories And I think so, you know, you can think of artwork in that way if it's things that you're sort of collecting on your own. The same goes for, like, children's artwork. It can all just be collected, and then it makes, you know, I think if you go through Instagram, everybody's going to see, like, gallery walls are very hot. But there's a reason, is it allows you to do either an eclectic mix of art, so you don't get stuck in one style, but each of those pieces can mean something to you. Mm -hmm. And I think I, too, am the same way, Gina. I love connecting to an artist. You know, I have some artwork from a woman named DC Ice who's based in the Twin Cities. I love her work. It's it's kind of quirky and fun and I like the colors she uses, but I connect to her. And so that means something to me. But I would also say to people and this is something, you know, when I talk about the photographs of my kids, I am not a professional photographer, but I like I like playing in that world, and I especially liked playing in it when I had young children. I mean, Elizabeth, I know you have gorgeous photos of your kids, and I think people I, yeah. have to just take take ownership of that's my creation. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to spend the money. I'm going to blow that up properly. I'm going to frame mm-hmm. it. There's mm-hmm. nothing yeah. wrong with that. I think, and I think sometimes people are afraid if they don't think of themselves as a creative person of putting their own work on the wall as well. And I think you just have to be free to do it. Oh, I totally agree. I think that's such a good way to look at it. And all of those things, everything that you guys described about choosing the art, again, goes back to it's not about just finding one thing to fit on the wall to fill space. It's about feeling connected to it. And I do think that when it comes to art, you know, there are lots of items. I want to feel connected to as many items as possible in my home. Like I want to like the toilet brush that I have (laughs) sitting in the bathroom. Like I just want to think that everything is nice looking. Like I don't want to look around and go, oh God, that thing. You know, I just, I feel like when it comes to utility, utility items to art, you can like everything that you have. And that's uh, nice. Are we going to do a toilet yeah. brush collab? Is that what we're, we are. That's what we're going to do. That's going to be the next thing. It's going to be really great. Everybody likes to have clean toilets and no one wants to have a yucky, stupid brush. 
sitting out in a dingy bucket. Okay, people. (laughs) Um, But it is about finding what you love and and putting it out there. I think the other thing about really like not limiting yourself is probably looking at the art and the way that you present it can fit mm-hmm. more into your aesthetic. So right. say you fall in love with something Gina does, then you frame it in a way that fits into your space. You know, you kind of, if you've got like more of a traditional home, then maybe you do some cool like gilded gold um, frame. You know, if you've got more of a modern home, you can take the same piece of art and you frame it in more of a modern way. Looking at like the frame and the presentation as the way to fit into your decor That's versus the specific piece of art would be the way that I, I try to look at it. So speaking of Gina's art, okay, let's, um, we've, we've teased it long enough that we have something <laughs> very exciting to announce because Gina was kind enough to take a request and um, honor a meeting where I said, hey, I have an idea. What do you think about this? And Gina has created something that we just love and we think that you all are going to love. So Gina, why don't you describe to our listeners what you've made? Sure. So um, we discussed uh, creating a piece that connected to Best to the Ness. Um, something that, you know, when you see it, it just reminds your heart to bring your best to the nest. And, mm-hmm. um, we, I mean, I, I love to create floral. So it's kind of like a floral wreath, um, with a cardinal sitting on, um, perched on a branch. Should I show it? You can show it. Okay. Please do. <laughs> Hold it up. Now we know if you're listening to this, you're not going to be able to see it, but I could right. honestly, cry because I love it so much. It is even more perfect and magical than I thought it was going to be. And I like, it is just the most special thing, Gina. It is so beautiful. It is beautiful, beautiful. Well, I just love it. And Elizabeth, when you said you had this idea, what I love about it is that your vision for this, and obviously if, if people purchase this, you can put it anywhere you want in your home, was putting it someplace that would you would see it almost daily to remind mm-hmm. yourself sort of of what your own mission in your home is. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I think just having that little bit of inspiration or affirmation um, is really important. You know, we we talk a lot about sort of the difficulties and and sort of – how how hard it can be sometimes to bring your best to the nest because our oh, lives so are busy hard. and hard and there are stressors. And so we, we were just hoping, and I think your idea was such a beautiful one, Elizabeth, that this would just be a little something that would sort of start your day in just the right way or end your day as you're coming in the door from work. Just a little yeah. reminder of, oh, I'm home now. And this I is know. what I want my home to be like. I want it to be as beautiful as this print. That's exactly what I was thinking about because my husband and I were kind of joking, like, we need a little sign on the outside that says, like, a reminder, are you bringing your best into this nest? And, you know, this is also a nice time to just remind our listeners that, you know, this is something that is a practice, this idea of best to the nest. This isn't an end journey. I mean, you know, this isn't like, oh, great, I reached it. I brought my best to the nest, and so now I'm done. I mean, 
best to the nest is a daily practice and it is something that we are all working on. And it could be today that you did a 20% job of it. And tomorrow, hopefully you do a 40% job at it and it goes up and then it's going to go down. It's a, it's a fluctuating practice. And I don't know, much like I sort of think like, if you're into yoga, how it's like one day you can try to get into a downward dog and you're like, I'm going to snap in half. And another day you're like, oh, <laughs> this is feeling pretty good, you know? And then the more you do it, the more you start to feel like that is more of your natural inclination. And so I loved the idea of having something that I think you could place anywhere, but I sort of was attached to this idea of putting it in like a doorway or putting it in like your sweet little mudroom or something like that, where you would be reminded of that as you go and as you come home, um, that that is part of the practice of living in this home and the practice of contributing to this family. And then the practice of essentially it being part of your home's values, which uh, I love the idea of having that displayed. And I just could not think of anyone more perfect to create this than Gina. And when she agreed to do it, and then I convinced Marjorie that, yes, we do want to get into the art sales business. It really like, worked out great. <laughs> yes, but I, I think you, you sort of hit on something as well as, you know, my expectation for the podcast is not that mothers are sitting down with their children and making their children listen to Best of the Nest as well, or even their husbands. But I do think it is a family value. And we we talk about this from time to time of where the original idea come from. And Gina comes from, it really stems from my husband when we were first married. And I grew up, I have three sisters as well. We were all sort of, when we would wake up in the morning, we were allowed to be in any mood we wanted to be in. It was a house of women. And I remember waking up cranky when we were first married. And my husband's like, we can't, we can't do this. Like, we have to really be our best selves here for each other. Like, Mm -hmm. I see you out in the world. You're wonderful out in the world. But this should always be, you should be wonderful always here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm narrowing it down to a very small story. But it, it sort of became early on in our marriage, the idea that we would be very protective of the mood of the home. And I was always so grateful for that. You know, I was very young when I got married. I was almost a teenager. So I was still sort of probably having teenage behaviors. And so it was like, (laughs) it was like, it was a really great thing to do at a very young age of be protective of that. And the fact that sort of Elizabeth, Elizabeth named this podcast from a story that I told her and we both feel so strongly about it. And it's really so beautiful to see it visually come alive. And like Elizabeth said, I'm so grateful that you agreed to do it because it's just, it's really so beautiful and wonderful. It's just fantastic. So we also want to mention that you're going to be able to buy the print and you're going to be able to buy it through Gina's website, spoonfulofaith.com. And so it's available as this podcast is coming out and you'll be able to order it in an eight by 10 size or an 11 by 14 size. And we're going to post a bunch of pictures of what it'll look like framed and give you some ideas of how you might want to present it in your own home. And and then mention as well that 10% of the proceeds from every print are going to be donated to Emerge Mothers Academy, which is this amazing organization in Minneapolis that works to equip single moms to emerge as confident women and caring moms. So they 
it's a multi-service nonprofit. They do work preparation, social services, counseling, financial literacy, education, all of these amazing things. And I just talked with the founder, um, Becca, and we, I mean, we could have talked for an hour, which is great because she's going to come on the podcast next week um, <laughs> to talk about, you know, something we discuss a lot on this podcast, which is that we we think being a mother comes with a lot of challenges, right? I mean, and yes. being a mother and then balancing work and yourself and all of the pressures that come along with it. And if you are a single mother, you've got a whole nother mountain to climb every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just want to be part of helping to support the mission of Emerge Mothers Academy because uh, we think that it's number one, the right thing to do. And number two, the work that they're doing is just is absolutely changing lives and is so in line with the mission. It's, it's like in line with the mission of best of the nest times a hundred in greatness. It's just incredible. So we're going to be talking to Becca next week. So I'm really excited about that too, which I know you both are as well. I, I am in particular. <laughs> yeah. And I think so many of our conversations have been informed in the last couple of weeks by the book that you and I are both reading, What Happened to You? And they talk about in that book, the doctor says um, that what happens to children in those first, particularly the first year of life, has Mm -hmm. profound effects on how their brain grows, how they view the world. And if there's damage done, it's very hard to undo. And so when I look at something um, like the Emerge Mothers Academy, I mean, anything any of us can do to support each other in the in those first years of life, you know, for, for young mothers or just mothers in general, I think is so important because we want those little babies to have the best possible start that they can have. So the work that they're doing there, I think, is is crucial. It's just so important. And Gina, it's just in line with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I love connecting with women, supporting women, encouraging moms um, specifically because I started my business when I right after I became a mom, and it was really, really crazy time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had an amazing village, and I just know how blessed I was and how important that was to me. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to support other women to have others holding their hands up while they're trying to, you know, do what they're called to do. Um, I'm all about that. So I'm, I'm so happy to partner with them on this. Yeah. It's really, it's just really great. So we're, we're so excited about it. And Gina, again, we just can't thank you enough for your gifts and your collaboration. I do want people to leave feeling like, um, I don't know, just inspired by you and what you've done in terms of following your own passion and your heart and kind of taking a risk. I, if if you had advice for anybody who maybe had like a little nugget within them of like, hey, maybe maybe there's something else I could be doing to share my gift and to make a living at it. Any golden nuggets for us? <laughs> I, wish, no. um, I uh, would say to start small and don't discount small beginnings. I think people like we want it to be, you know, maybe the idea is huge to us, but it's there's so much you can do even like Marjorie was saying like taking the photos of your own children and blowing that up in your home like doing things for the people that are in your life already being impacted by you is a great starting point and I think once you've kind of started walking in that you just don't know the doors that'll open from that um because I have I mean I've connected and worked with so many people just from small things that I 
had done with them. So um, I think that is the best place to begin, honestly. Gosh, you know, as you're saying that, I just keep getting this vision of these sisters putting together a blog about how creative their family is. I, just, I can't, I can't shake it. I don't know why. I just can't shake that that vision. I need a DIY. Whoa, I need a DIY coming. blog. Yeah, start small now. I love it, Gina. Send this to your sisters, and then please give us credit on the on the uh, blog. That is really great. Well, Listen, we love you and I just could not be more excited. I'm so excited. I want I want everyone to um to buy these. I want you to gift them. Um and <laughs> I just want you to have a reminder of best to the nest in your home. And I can't wait to see people send p- us pictures of them post, you know, hanging in their office or in their wherever they are it's just going to be really wonderful to get to see this art out there and um and people kind of getting that reminder of best to the nest and you know what i think a lot of husbands are going to benefit from seeing a little best to the nest as they walk in and out like hey here's a little reminder when you're rolling in here all hot Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's bring our best to this nest so remember it's at spoonfuloffaith.com and thank you gina so much for everything you've done for us us and um, we are so excited about this partnership so thank you for that and if you're enjoying thank this podcast please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest or go to the thebesttothenest.com that's our website to subscribe to our newsletter we are the podcast that brings you home To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.